0: Hey y'all! This is Dina Robinson. Welcome to another episode of Honestly, I'm Trying, Lord. Today's podcast is talking about checking yourself and making sure that you're right with the Lord. And are you presenting yourself in a Christ-like manner, even to other Christians, and especially to the Christians in your life that are a part of your world—your neighbors and your co-workers and your your friends? But not just that, your spouses and your children. And your parents, I think we really need to think about all those things and how we present ourselves to them. And we're all humans, and we're all trying, and ain't none of us perfect. And I ain't ever gonna try to be anything that I'm not. I've never done that, and I never will. I, that's not true. I probably have tried to be things I've not wanted, shouldn't, shouldn't have been. But I'm gonna make mistakes, and I'm not perfect. I am not some preacher that's been to the school and had the training or anything like that. So y'all need to understand that that where this is coming from is my heart and my experiences and what I feel the Lord's calling me to do in this podcast. So you are going to see the human side of me as well. I'm not gonna be in my nicest three piece suit standing up before you. You're sitting at my kitchen table and we're all talking as friends would talk to one another, so that I can keep encouraging you to reach out to the Lord, and you talk about all kinds of things, and so today, this is what I'm going to talk about, and I just ask for forgiveness for all my flaws and my mistakes, and I realize it's not as professional as a lot of podcasts, and I pray that I'll get better with this, but I want you to be blessed, and I want you to understand that in my heart, I'm trying my best to... I'm a creative person, I need to be creative, I need an outlet, so I really appreciate y'all letting me be able to share the Lord my way, and I know that it's very different from any other way, but I I just pray that you get a blessing out of it, thank you, honestly I'm trying, Lord, let's just dive into the word now. talk to y'all today about do you love God above all other things, and as a Christian, are we setting the example that we need to set? So I want to start out reading Matthew 22: 37 through 30 through 40. But I also wanted to tell you that I'm going to read out the New International Version now. Um, just makes it a little bit easier. And I will tell you once again, as I do with everything, no matter what you hear from me or any preacher online or anything you read or your friend next door or whoever you sit with whenever you hear something don't automatically think that whatever they say is it go and read that for yourself and take your own interpretation from that and live it the way that you feel God wants you to do it I'm guiding you with what I feel God is asking me to and I'm praying the blood of Jesus over this podcast once again today that the point that I'm trying to make comes across in a way that you can understand what I'm trying to say about we all need to work on how we present ourselves, not only to strangers that need to know the good word, but also to, excuse me, to people that are near and dear to us. So I want to start out reading from Matthew 22, 37. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is, like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So Jesus, he came to earth and he brought us this new covenant. And we had the old covenant that Moses started whenever he brought the people out of Israel. And he's, God's just been with us all this time. All he's been trying to do is just guide and guide and guide us so that he gets us back home. It don't matter how long you've been apart from your children, if you're a parent and you've had a child that you have loved with all your heart, and once again, if you haven't had a child or you haven't loved someone with all of your being to the point that you would die for them, you probably can't relate to that. And I pray that, I don't want you to have to suffer through anything to relate to it, but there's just something about you don't give up on your children ever ever you don't give up on your spouse but sometimes people that we love you know i also don't want to give up on my friends i i'm loyal to a fault and i get myself in trouble sometimes but as you grow older you have to learn that there are certain friends that are certain boundaries some of them you let in a little bit closer and um someone that used to be a very dear friend of mine that I loved with all my heart. Um, it broke my heart whenever we fell apart because all I thought she was my best friend. I truly did. I, she was somebody that I loved very, very much. And I think that when you have a grievance, as the Bible says, but it's just how I've done things. And I'm very blunt, um, very open. I, I'm a... I think I confuse a lot of people. I'm I have manners. I was raised in the South. And let me tell you, I, I know how to behave. I was taught how to behave. I have the best manners, but I got a potty mouth. I also have a passionate anger. I have a passionate love. And it's strong. And but I think too that we have to represent Christ, even with those that we love that are near and dear to us in every way. But this woman told me, she said, you, you think of yourself as this house, and you're this house, and around this house you have this yard, and there's a fence. Well, there's some people that you'll let come into the yard, and then there's other people that you'll let all the way into your house. But sometimes the people who came into your house didn't leave it, they didn't treat you well when they were in your house, or they didn't treat your house well at all. They left a mess everywhere and they didn't pick up. They didn't respect you enough to treat your house the way they should have. And then, so you don't let them in your house. But then there's some people who made it to your yard and you let them to your yard and man, they just they just made a mess. They, you just can't have them in there. There's just too much. So you talk to them over the fence. You can still hug them over the fence. You can still love them. You can still encourage them. But there's only so far you'll let them. So when you have these boundaries and you have friends, family, leaders, whatever, that have disappointed you to the point that when you lose trust in someone that you truly love, what do you do? I think, first of all, you got to own it and ask forgiveness. And then you've got to show it with your actions And then those around you hopefully will acknowledge and encourage these actions. So as Christians, and we're talking Christians dealing with other Christians who've made mistakes and done things that you don't care for. It's not your place to judge them. You may not choose that it is healthy for you to be near them because of whatever. Or you may choose to love them from a distance. And I have another uh, person in my life that's doing that right now. I just had a brother reach out. Who has done some very horrible things, but he's trying to turn his life around. Well, she knows that she will never ever he will never ever be allowed in her house. But she feels that she can reach and out and comfort him and encourage him over the telephone, and that's their relationship, and that's fine. And I thought, how wise is that? And she asked me what I thought of it, and I said I don't see anything wrong with it. I said you've already said that you cannot allow him to be anywhere near where you're at so you need to do your very best to protect those around you and that's what you do right so you have to protect but are we protecting and letting the light shine excuse me letting the our light shine even when we're with those that we love where we let our guard down all the all the time and for me it's been with my husband he's our entire life's been flipped completely upside down And it has happened, it's been really going on since we moved to Mexico and opened our restaurant and it didn't work. And then we get back and then all of a sudden this illness that we thought that we had had a handle on is coming back in full force. And now it has changed me so much physically that Robinson is carrying all this weight. So as his spouse, that adds a lot of weight. Not only am I frustrated and working through my pains and sufferings and you know, my frustrations with not being able to drive or not being able to just do everything that I could do before. Just walking. I can't, that's not even the same for me anymore. It's insane. And I'm not asking for pity. I promise you, I don't want, that'll make me just angrier than anything because my God, he's going to take care of me. And we have figured out now that I'm going to be able to, I'm not, I'm, I have this disease and I'm going to have to live with it. I'm, I'm probably not gonna be able to drive again but I can go to physical therapy so that I can learn to strengthen myself to learn to walk with an imbalance and do these things so as Christ are we using the tools that we need to use that Christ has given us as far as this new covenant and he's telling us to love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind so if we're doing that and we're walking that walk and we're living that walk that life even at our worst are we still presenting ourselves as Christians you know when my daddy was dying he to me i never saw a stronger faith a stronger man who walked with the lord and he was in the most horrible pain my pain i can't even imagine what his pain would have been like and i just i just pray to god that i have the grace and the you know the dignity to keep myself the way I need to be and I as far as showing the Lord and having patience with my husband he should he he deserves to get frustrated and angry he doesn't mean to react in certain ways to me but he, he deserves, he's carrying a huge weight right now you know it's like he's he's got to do everything now I can't go and pick up the groceries I can't go and do all the little things that I did. I can't go and do my photography anymore to earn money to help out in the home. I can't go do my part-time job. And I'm frustrated. But is it fair for me to take out the fact that I never stopped hurting and I'm just going to bite his head off? No. Is it understandable why I did it? Yes. Should I he forgive me? I thank God that he does, you know, every day. But in the same way, I need to forgive him. And to be understanding but we also have to continue to work on that so that we realize okay this is what's happening now she's having a tough time he's having a tough time you know and it's it can't be all about you all the time i'm sorry but it just can't i don't care how bad you're suffering if you truly love the lord and you love that person so much then you have to always want to treat them with the utmost respect and kindness that you can because that's what Christ tells us to do and if we took Christ and he's we say that we are Christians Christ we are people of Christ I I think that we have to continue to do that and so we need to pray for that grace we need to feed on the word and do those things and so the next scripture that I wanted to read to you was in Hebrews and that is Hebrews four fifteen, and he says for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. So he loved us so much that he came down here to suffer this human life, this human life that God told us in the beginning whatever you do, don't go over here and visit this tree and eat this apple and play around with the snake. And the snake lied because the snake tried to convince Eve that she could be a god just like God, the creator. I mean, and it's just, he can be, he can convince you. He's hes a big liar. hes He'll do anything. It doesn't matter if he needs to be the sweetest, cutest little thing in the world just to get that heart and that soul. He'll do it in a heartbeat. You know, if that... That girl wants to be addicted to cocaine and she's going to take that cocaine and he's going to do everything in his power to help her. But we have to remember that while Satan is mighty and he has demons that we can't begin to count everywhere chasing after because he's going to do everything in his power to pull us the wrong way, we also have to remember how strong our God is and we have to represent that strength somehow, some way. But how hard is it? How hard do you... What happens when you lose trust in somebody that you love? you know, where do you go from there? So Matthew 6, 8 says, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So He doesn't want us to take on these ways that are of the world. We we can't behave the way Satan wants us to behave if we are Christians and we need to have our faith in him. Y'all, I have a, Chewy, it's a woodpecker. I have a woodpecker. I have to knock on the wall to make this woodpecker go away. And it, cause he barks and it sounds like somebody knocking at the door. So hold on one second. That last interruption was brought to you by Woody, the woodpecker. Actually, it was two woodpeckers. So Woody and and Woodier, I don't know what you want to call them. But I'll post pictures of them on my page. But let's get back on track. So the Lord doesn't want us to have this selfish attitude that Satan really wants us to have. Because when we choose things above Christ, when, when God is not our first priority and we are not walking the walk and being the Christian that we need to be, um, Satan's going to throw everything out there in your path to tempt you, every sin. So if you've got the sin that's hanging on to you, you've got to ask for forgiveness. You just have to. And if you lose trust in someone, well, let's talk about it from the person, maybe you're the person who created the mistrust. And I've done that. And I know exactly. So I talked about it before. You're going to own it. And you're going to ask for forgiveness. And then you're going to show it with your actions. And then you're going to hope that those people that love you and love Christ as well will acknowledge and encourage you. But the bottom line to all of this is you have to trust God. Because we know we can. So if you're trusting God, then you're not going to fall in to all of these these selfish ways that this world's turned into we've become lovers of self and we're almost a religion of self I matter and we're not looking at the whole picture and I'm not trying to start some political talk here I'm not talking about all the stuff that's going on in the news I'm talking about from a selfish way as a Christian that people seem to have this everything realities around them that it's just all around me that they are they're so selfish, it's all about them, and I don't understand that. I understand if your job is, I'm, I'm a photographer. What am I going to do? I'm going to advertise my photos constantly, so you're going to see that. I get that. I get that doing these selfies are great, but are these children that and women? I mean, I see grown women my age, and every single day I'm getting a new picture. I remember what they look like, and I don't mean to be sarcastic, but... Yes, I do, I means be sarcastic. I do, that's me, always truthful to the end. But I just, you know, I'm sorry. I don't have time for that kind of stuff. Let's talk about your garden or your grandkids or I don't give a care how many shoes you have. I wanna talk about what's going on. Let's talk about the Bible, let's talk about politics. Tell me how to do this or that, give me this recipe. There's so many more things that we can focus on And be interesting without being so selfish. But just think about how much joy you get by listening and learning and being kind to others and what you get back in return. But what if you're not getting that back in return? Or what if you're not giving that back in return? So we've got to really think about these things and not become these gods that Satan tempted Eve with. And these self... We are not... We are here and our... I believe my goal is to be a disciple of Christ and as a disciple of Christ if I want to witness to anyone I've got to feed myself all the things that I need to have to do this and like I said I really think it's it's all this positive attitude and everything do I think that I need to be in church every Sunday no do I think I need to be doing, opening the Bible every day. Yes, for me, I do. I, I'm hungry and I want it. I, I want it all in there. But like I said, I'm on fire now. But what if, what if when you are feeling so numb and tired and you just, just can't deal with all of this, you know? So we, we really need to take a look at things. And some of the things that God points out are talking about love of money is money's, money's needed. I mean, it just is a way of life. We have to have money, which is why Robinson's exhausted. He's got to still support us. So he's got to go to work every day. Does he want to? No, he wants to be retired. But that, And he would rather be running his own place. But he loves where he works, and he's happy, and he's doing well. And he's one that he'll pull the positive out of all of it. Airplanes everywhere, airplanes. And I never hear them until they're right over. So, And I, they sound far away, but everybody tells me they're a lot louder than what they are. So, um... We need to... I, I mean, and what does this do to people? People who are so obsessed with money to the point that they'll they'll backstab, they'll claw their way to the top to make that dollar. You, They'll do anything wrong to, in the way. They won't stand up for what's right. And once again, that goes back to if people would talk to one another and have these talks, and I, I guess... What bothers me is when people... I talked about people airing their dirty laundry. Well, laundry is like all your problems, okay? So you have this big pile of dirty laundry. And if you don't take the stains out most of the time right away, they'd stay there, right? Until you start working on that stain. So you've you've got to take that stain stick, that apology or whatever, and you've got to do... If you're Christ-like, then you need to... Go and talk to that person and ask for forgiveness for what you have done. Or maybe you just need to go and explain that, but you need to talk to that person. You don't need to announce it to the world or whatever. If you have someone you can trust that you can discuss with how you should go about it, then I I can understand that, but I I, I don't want that to be, I don't want to hurt anybody. I've had people in my life that have destroyed more lives with their tongue than some men have in wars and gossip, and women are the worst. And I think men work together well because they are usually focused on one thing. And they don't get as emotional as women about certain things. Do they get angry? Yeah, I'm sure they do on the job. You know, especially when you're older and you know your job. And you know, once again though, there's the Lord, right? If you're kind, it's gonna be how you present yourself. And you think about that too. Uh, That's what Robinson and I do a lot. So back to the laundry. So if you're working on that spot, And you're getting that out, and you get it washed, and you get it hung up. You know, you do that load. And sometimes there's, at the end of the day, especially for us, there's a lot of piled laundry that we need to discuss. So we sit and we talk it out. And it was funny because whenever we first got married, and I bet y'all felt really sorry for Steve sometimes, because I want to talk about it. Because in my mind, I need to understand what I did. Why did that upset you? Because when you start learning with somebody, you want to understand why do you feel the way you feel? And so I um, I think that if you don't approach that person and be straightforward with them, then if something comes around and they heard that you said something about them, what are they going to do? Women, mostly, I think, will sit over there and fester on it and think bad things and blah, 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 and we'll be all gossipy or whatever and catty. But we can't do that. If we are women of Christ, we need to go talk to that person and say, I heard that you said this, is this how you feel? And if they do, then you need to tell them. And if you were the one that said something, then you need to apologize for that. And I, I'm so harsh sometimes because I've, to me, I have a lot of people on Facebook. I do because I am a photographer. So I've worked with a lot of people and they're connected to other people. And then they've added me and that's just how it is. But I also don't know all the people on Facebook these social media sites and you don't advertise your laundry you just don't do that you work it out with people and I've had people too that I've I've just been straight up with them I I'm sorry I I don't even like you in real life I'm I just don't care for you I don't like how you behave and I don't and I did do this to one person and to this day I know she hates my guts but I'm sorry about that because I don't hate her I just don't care to be around her so Uh, If I do see her, I can be nice to her. I can sit in the same room with 20 other people that we all have the same friends with, and I can be polite to her and kind to her, and I will continue to pray for her. And I could have a relationship with her and forgive her and move on, but she'll only get to my fence. She'll never get inside my yard because I've seen her at work. So I think that we have to be very careful. Now, did I go about it right? Maybe not, but, you know, I just told her I'm done. I'm not responding to anything else, and I never did. But I, I was just flat-out honest, and people don't like honesty. And that goes all the way down to our sins. And I mean, we do, we do these things, and these demons are hanging on us, and they're, we're creating these issues and these problems with anybody's a spouse, a child, a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker. If we aren't letting... Christ and God be our priority and we're not filling ourselves with that spirit, then we're all dried up and we're we're exactly what Satan wants us to be. We cannot let him win. We have got to prioritize and we can't become lovers of money so that we're so involved and in, in to getting to the top that we'll backstab all the way to the top to get what we want. Yes, money's needed and we, we raise money to send to help people and we send aid, but paying your tithes ain't always throwing that money in that plate I'm sorry it's just not sometimes it's an act and God sees that you paid your tithes sometimes you don't have anything left to give monetarily but you can give of your heart and your kindness you can drop a meal off for somebody who got out of the hospital you can go and do something for someone and help them out my friend Denise comes by all the time and she just sits and visits but she gets up she sees things that she can do and she just does it, and then we sit and visit, you know. And I'm always so I always feel guilty, but she asked me, She said, I Don't do that. Why do you do that? And I need to also understand that it's okay to accept help, and because this is God's way of sending in it. like the old story of the guy with the that gets out in the water, and God sends him everything a helicopter, and a boat, and a raft. Oh no, God's gonna save me, and he drowns. Okay. Thank you, Lord. You sent Denise over. Not only did I get to visit with her, but she just put all my dishes in the dishwasher. Praise God. Or she took them out of the dishwasher for me because I can't do that. And I just thank the Lord for that. But I need to treat her with kindness and respect as well. So I think once we start prioritizing and we set our hopes on God, like Colossians 3.2, if you want to go and look that one up and see, you, you pray for God to help us with our money problems. And if you're a lover of pleasure, satisfying certain desires, i it's just not a, that's not, God d- didn't say he didn't want you to be happy and have fun. I love to sit around a fire and have a drink and, yeah, I smoke around the fire and talk and laugh with my friends and we play all the music that we love from now and when we were kids. I, I love that more than anything in the world. <coughs> But, as I'm doing that too, I also need to I need to represent the Lord and how I treat the people around me, and we have to continue to work on this and what does your life say when you're sitting and doing this? You know, and I think that we we have to show that we respect the new covenant so much that we're gonna to continue to show that love that love thy neighbor. Love thy spouse, you know, and to act in a loving manner because Jesus, that's all he asked of us, and to spread his word and to trust in him. So if you're trusting in him and you're living that life, that's what we need. So and I don't think that we should be judged um either by how many times you go to church. I don't think you need to be judged by how many times you do anything in life. You shouldn't be judging people. Are there people that you need to be wise about? Yes. If there's a man that hurts children and you know about it, then you would tell your friend, I would just be careful when you're around him because you have to do those things. We have to do that. But I'm getting off track again. So we need to be submissive and obedient to God and God's Word and God, what Christ sent down for us to take care of ourselves and to love the people that we love in our lives. And then I think that true evidence is someone who keeps his words. So if you're trying to rebuild trust or you're trying to understand someone who's rebuilding trust, if they've come to you and they said they're going to change, you know by their actions and their words if they've done that. And you will watch them. Will you be wary? Yes. You can't use the past again if you've truly forgiven them. But on the other hand, They have to do what they said they would do. They can't continue their ways in treating you a certain way, or talking to you a certain way, or having these desires and doing these pleasures with other men or women, because that is not the way of Christ. And if you've forgiven them of that, then maybe they have to do something like give you full access to their phone all the time so that they know, oh, I can open her phone anytime I want. Robinson and I have had that from the beginning. I've never, ever once worried. I can, op- I have his passcode, he has mine. He can go in my phone, my email anytime he wants to. I don't care, I don't have anything to hide. I have a lot of men friends. I talk to them all the time because they go and do stuff. And some of them talk to Robinson, some don't. Some days they talk more to me than they do to him and vice versa. But you know, We don't hide that from each other, and if we... Well, men always forget things. It's like, I'll tell him, so-and-so said, Oh, yeah, I talked to him the other day. Why didn't you tell me that? Because they don't think about that stuff. But anywho's, you... You honestly have to be sorry for what you did. You've honestly, genuinely got to make an effort to change because it's just like the boy crying wolf. If you keep saying you're going to do it over and over and over and over and over after a while... Why Why should they continue to forgive and trust and forgive and trust? Yeah, God forgives you 70 times 7. God knows already whether or not you're going to turn towards Him and accept Him and walk that narrow path or not, or attempt to walk it. And He's going to help you every time you fall off of it. But if you get off of it and you stay off of it and you told everybody, oh yeah, I'm coming there, I'm coming back on that path, I'm going to join you, and they don't ever come back to it, then... They don't have any other choice but to not give up on you. And it's just, it has to be the most scary and frustrating thing in the world to not have a partner that you can't trust, not have a friend that you know you can't confide the things in, or to have a friend, as I once did, who I felt sold me down the river and nobody once ever tried to take the time to understand what we were trying to tell them. And it just really breaks my heart and it's sad and I just don't understand why we aren't communicating better but I'm watching the world right now and we're so divided and split up but we can't continue this way if we're living for the Lord and we're truly wanting to end up in heaven then we'd better start thinking about what we're doing right now because I'm telling y'all we're getting close to and it might be another hundred years or another thousand years but right now it it's bad and I just want us to keep going and keep praying about these things and I just wanted to encourage you today that I just I just see these broken hearts and and these people that are out there and I just even Christians that are so unhappy they're just miserable and it's like I I want you to have this joy I want you to have this constant faith it matures and it grows and yes sometimes when that fire starts getting low, you got to stoke it. You got to throw some logs on it. And however you need to do that, if you got to go ride your motorcycle, or if you've got to go hike a mountain trail, if you got to go camping, I don't care if you just got to go lock yourself in a room and just lay there and be quiet. Whatever you have to do to reach God and to feel Him again and to know He's there. And I want to promise you that if you are going through a time or you feel numb and tired and exhausted, He's there. Our God is there. I promise you, He's there. You just need to pray that He that you can understand what He's trying to teach you during this time and that and that He understands what you're feeling. I can't imagine I don't know. I'm sorry y'all. I have been struggling lately. Another reason why I didn't post a podcast from yesterday was my words don't seem to be um I'm missing words sometimes and I know that you'll hear me say, you know, like when I was talking about Jesus Christ and being a Christian, I said Jesus Christ and then I said Christ and then I said Christian and it's because I realized that that word, the words over in my head did not come out of my mouth and we're trying to work on all these things. So I ask that you please forgive me for that. So I'm going to go to prayer right now and then I'm going to pray and ask the Lord if I need to post this or not. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today with a heart that begs for forgiveness for the sins that I cling to daily. And I ask God that you will break those chains. And Lord, every day, help me to break another link on this one chain that I'm I'm battling with. And Lord, I pray for those out there who are learning to trust in you and realizing that if they are trusting in you, that they need to learn to hand that over to you, take a deep breath, and do try to find the joys and go about their task and and their daily life of being disciples of Christ. And Heavenly Father, I I pray for those that have to make such tough decisions as to whether or not they want to give a person a second chance, and and I pray for the ones that have and they've done it on their own terms but they've also done it in a Christ-like manner and I just I thank you and I send you prayers of begging for encouragement for each person that is here today that is listening to this and that you will guide them and show them how they should present themselves as as a disciple of Christ to their loved ones and especially me, Lord. All those prayer requests that I have seen, that I said and prayed for today, Lord, I reiterate, and you know each and every one, I pray for them every day, Lord, their families and them. You know who you are, I promise you. I am praying for you. And I just pray the blood of Christ over each one of you, and I ask Him to send you joy and for your relationship to grow so strong that no matter what you're going through, that you can get through it. And I ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. And I just wanted to say a really special thank you to all of you that keep supporting me, even though this is as flawed <laughs> as it is. Um, I, I need to do something. And uh, right now... The good Lord's the only thing keeping me going, and so I want to share Him with you. And I just pray that somehow, some way, that there's somebody out there that it it is touching. And and I I'm not trying to get attention, I promise you. But right now, this is my only way to reach out and and to do what I feel the Lord's calling me to do. And I feel like He's calling me to encourage and to be what I'm being and honestly I'm trying Lord bless you thank you